Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. While you are enrolled in the dental hygiene program, you will often be assigned things to discuss around your beliefs and attitudes, whether that's about patient care, about tobacco cessation, about preventive strategies, all different aspects of care. In this episode, we're going to talk about the ethics involved with your beliefs and attitudes around the profession and what defines an actual professional that is assigned the responsibility of treating patients. Now, you are defined as a professional by others. And so it's important for you to think about your beliefs and attitudes about what constitutes someone that's a professional. What would you define somebody to look like, to act like, to seem, to be, to portray? in the area of dental hygiene as a professional. So you are provided the opportunity to consider your own beliefs and attitudes from different perspectives. We're also going to take a look at the dental hygiene oath, which provides us with our obligations and responsibilities to our community and the patients that we work with, as well as our colleagues and team members. It's important for you to really think about what your beliefs and attitudes are around the profession as well as yourself. So we are going to talk about all the different dynamics that create our profession, that create our social expectations and norms around our profession, as well as what is a professional. you're able to take all of the theories and lessons and activities that you've learned about on your journey and really consider and contemplate everything that you've been told, everything that you've discovered as it relates to you, your own personal values, your own beliefs, attitudes, and perspectives about the profession of dental. So as you move forward in your profession, dental ethics and jurisprudence is going to be one of those things that are kind of the base core individualized piece of your profession moving forward. Consideration of your own beliefs and perspectives really helps you see kind of where you're at as well as where you're going and where you want to go. It will help you discover maybe some inconsistencies that may exist or maybe areas of learning opportunity so that you can develop your strengths and abilities to achieve your goals. We're going to take a really close look at how everything connects to one another and how members of a collective profession work together to create a cohesive professional demeanor. Now, the art and science of dental hygiene is continually evolving, and that's what's so dynamic about it. Your experience in the profession of dental hygiene will be unique. 
and the art and science of dental hygiene because it continues to progress and evolve. Like, for example, there's some states that allow an independently practicing dental hygienist or allow hygienists to practice in alternative settings. Upon licensure as a registered dental hygienist, you're expected to actively participate in furthering the development of things like patient education, dental hygiene research, and pursuing your own educational development. You want to be able to be part of the community and reach out to those individuals that are not able to access dental care in traditional settings. And you're going to be expected to network with other healthcare professionals. Practice according to the code of ethics. You're going to be faced with non-clinical decisions and principles do exist for you that help guide the relationship between dental hygienists and patients. There are moral standards that the public expects healthcare providers to have. Ethics determine the norms that members of a profession should follow from things like the ADHA Code of Ethics. This will be a guide for you. Now, ethics are the general standards of right and wrong, and they help us as a guidepost. They guide behavior within a society. And this is stuff that I want you to be considering when you're thinking about your own beliefs, attitudes, and feelings about things. So what is your perspective? What's nice about the code of ethics is it provides you very concrete guide on what your behavior should be and generally accepted actions that can be judged by determining the extent to which those actions promote good and minimize harm. Ethics compel us to engage in health promotion and disease prevention activities. So an example of this would be recently as 2019, the legislation passed in New Hampshire, which would include dental benefits for adults who qualify for Medicaid. And as early as last week, it's gone to the Finance Committee for approval. So the details are still being worked out. Now, jurisprudence and legal guidelines ensure that we are adhering to the norms, also known as the laws, and we'll talk about that. You will be faced with non-clinical decisions in your role as a dental hygienist. There'll be questions or dilemmas that are related to ethics and jurisprudence or professional code of ethics and some of the laws that are governing dentistry. Those will come up. Now, what are some examples of non-clinical decisions that you think you might face? Now, dilemmas require careful thought and action. This is a question mark, people. <laughs> think through those tough situations. Now, sometimes these difficult situations can really fill our heads and make them hurt. Learning the decision-making model and putting those skills into practice will take you from feeling very overwhelmed and stumped by an ethical question mark or a dilemma to feeling more comfortable with that question mark. Now, notice, careful thought is always required. Now, it probably takes more than one lecture for you to think about your beliefs and attitudes in healthcare and how they relate to others. What personal experiences from these viewpoints contribute to the perception of healthcare professionals. Now think about when you were a dental patient, 
What were your thoughts about dentistry when that was your perspective? How about when you became a student dental hygienist? What were your thoughts about dentistry then? Did they change? Now, just as you're going to become a licensed clinician, what are your thoughts going to be about dentistry then? Have they changed since you've gone from being the patient to being the student to now almost about to become the licensed professional? Let's talk about value statements. Knowing a value statement, how clear are you on your values? And let's relate it specifically to a dental hygienist. So the principles and values in healthcare, you wanna go through a clarification process. So let's just do an example. So a dental hygienist's attire is unrelated to their professionalism. So would you agree or not agree that how a hygienist presents themselves and what they're wearing has absolutely nothing to do with their professionalism? Now, universality, if one judges an action to be right or wrong in a given situation, other people consider the same, would make the same judgment in the same situation. Our code of ethics are based on principles. Universality is just an example. The characteristic, it states that if two or more people consider that same situation, that the same conclusion could be drawn. Now, I'm going to guess that most of you would agree that the attire that a dental hygienist is wearing is directly related to their professionalism. Let's define a profession. It's a limited group of persons who have acquired some special skills and are therefore able to perform that function in society better than the average person. Healthcare providers are granted special rights and responsibilities when they choose to enter a biomedical field. And once their specialized training is complete, those individuals become a member of a profession. I'm sure that makes sense to you. It's pretty logical. After many decades, there was a revision to our oath. And that makes sense because our profession had developed quite extensively. So in 1979, the revision was created. And this is our current dental hygiene oath. And it wouldn't surprise me if this oath was revised yet again, since there's a lot that's happened in the profession since 1979. You will recite this oath at your pinning and live by the words in both of these paragraphs each and every day that you work. Think about how it's evolved from the first oath, but yet some of the foundational profession as it's defined is still in this oath. I practice as a dental hygienist. I affirm my personal and professional commitment to improve the oral health of the public, to advance the art and science of dental hygiene, and to promote high standards of quality care. I pledge continually to improve my professional knowledge and skills to render a full measure of service to each patient entrusted in my care and to uphold the highest standards of professional competence and personal conduct in the interest of the dental hygienist profession and the community it serves. I read that dental hygiene oath at my own pinning ceremony, and it struck me. It was so powerful and profound. I still remember reading it. 
And I read it again when I graduated with my master's degree and had a different perspective, right? I had learned and grown and become a completely different person than the person I was when I entered the field. And my perspective had been different and changed. When I was reading the oath after graduating with my master's degree, I was looking at the oath from the perspective of someone who was going to be contributing to the development of the future of the profession. I was looking at it from the perspective of an educator instead of the perspective of a clinician. And that was just an example of the natural process of growth and learning that happens over time. So you may read that dental hygiene oath while you're a student and see it completely different than when you look at it at your pinning ceremony as you embark um, on your journey to enter the profession. And I promise you throughout your career, when you refer back to your dental hygiene oath and read it again, I assure you, you will read it and feel it and see it differently as you grow and change over time. So when I read the dental hygiene oath now, I read it from the perspective of a leader, of an educator, of somebody with the responsibility to guide and nurture the future generations of dental healthcare professionals. I certainly didn't read it that way when I was a student graduating. I really much looked at it the same way you are as a healthcare provider, providing the best service to the patients and community at large. So please know that as you grow and develop and your perspective changes, it's always an important thing to do is to review and reflect on your beliefs and attitudes over time. Now that we've looked at the oath, let's take a look at some of the professional traits that are attributed to being a dental hygienist in this profession. Starting with honesty and integrity. And these are traits that are especially important when personal information is shared with us. It's also part of our responsibility to uphold the code of ethics defined by the ADA and the ADHA. Caring and compassion. Think about empathy versus sympathy. Reliability and responsibility. We are obligated to provide the very best care. Over time, will you remain current on the standards of care? Will you continually evolve as a dental hygienist and be responsible for keeping up with the current trends in the profession? even if no one is grading you or assessing your competencies any longer. That self-driven level of responsibility and reliability that's entrusted with you is an important thing to consider as one of the traits. Maturity and self-analysis. Do you take responsibility for your actions and are you committed to continually improving? We talk about reflection all the way through your learning journey, and this is part of one of those traits. Continually self-assess and really try to improve on areas that you struggle in. There are some traits that are going to be easy for you and other traits that are going to be work in progress. What is your interprofessional communication? So the professional trait of a dental hygienist is to be a really good listener. Listen to your patients when you're communicating and listen to what their needs are. 
you want to have a high level of respect for others and proceed further with no discrimination to a patient or to other team members. You want to have respect for yourself. Think about what level you bring to the table when you are responsible for maintaining your own physical and mental health by avoiding things like substance abuse, sleep deprivation, eating problems, and really keeping yourself in a healthy state. Respect for yourself is a professional trait that create, you have to be 100% in order for you to provide care to others. And so this is a professional trait. All of these take work and commitment on your part, and that's part of being a professional. One final suggestion about your beliefs and attitudes is reflection. It is so important and essential to really consider what went well, what surprised you, how did you grow and learn and improve, what would you have done differently when you have any given situation or event. You know, lots of people say you learn and grow so much more from your challenges than you do from things that come easy. And I have found that to be true, but more important, I have found that taking the time to do self-reflection and a little journaling to, on your journey through that process really speeds that along and helps you articulate where those changes need to occur so that you can grow and develop over time. This is really important. And this is why on your journey as a student, we require you to reflect through the process. It really helps the development process. It also helps you determine what your core values and beliefs are and where your challenges lie, what comes easy to you and what might be challenging. So please continue to reflect on all of your experiences over time. I promise it will not be wasted energy. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast. Thank you.